0: Matt Ulrich here, current president of the Salt Lake Board of Realtors 2021. Rob Oakey, second vice president of the Salt Lake Board of Realtors for
1: 2021.
2: Steve Perry, president elect for the Salt Lake Board of Realtors. Dave Fredrickson, 2013 president of the Salt Lake Board of Realtors. Curtis Bullock, CEO, Salt Lake Board of Realtors. Good
0: morning, Mike Morgan, former
2: member of the Board of Directors.
0: Welcome everyone to the Salt Lake Board of Realtors podcast, episode 55. In this episode, we continue our discussion from Article 10 of the Code of Ethics and also discuss Article 12 of the Code of Ethics. Steve, and let everybody know what Article 12 is about.
3: Okay, Article 12 says, Realtors shall be honest and truthful in their real estate communications and shall present a true picture in their advertising, marketing, and other representations. Real shall ensure that their status as real estate professionals is readily apparent in their advertising, their marketing, and other representations, and that the recipients of all real estate communications are or have been notified that those communications are from a real estate professional.
0: Thanks, Steve. I think this one is also another important one that, just like our, our past discussion, gets violated more times than not. I see it violated constantly every single day, if not multiple times a day. And it's something I'm not happy that we see. And I think people need to, our members need to take it more seriously and realize there's consequences. Uh, anybody wanna lead into that, why? Uh, I'll
4: just, I'll just uh, add to that, Matt. I, I think, I wanna say it was Johnny Stewart at the Division of Real Estate the, the state has a similar rule that requires that you are um, truthful in your advertising. And, and when you specifically uh, make an ad, whether it's print ad, online, on your website, whatever it might be, signs, you have to make sure that your brokerage name is present. And I'm pretty sure it was not too long ago that uh, the Division of Real Estate said that that is one of their top complaints that they receive, which are these, these blind ads where somebody just places an ad and doesn't identify the brokerage name. A lot of times we'll see the team name if you're on a team prominently displayed, but the brokerage name is left off or it's really small or you can't or most of the time it's just left off. So that's one thing I just would caution our members. Just make sure if you're doing any advertisement and it doesn't matter the type of ad, you um, it's you've got to put your brokerage name on there. And I think the point behind that that rule, the the state rule and this article 12 is to make sure the public knows that they're dealing with their real estate professional. But that is one of the top, top ways to, to probably run into either a code of ethics violation or, and, or a potential fine at the state level.
1: And, yeah, Curtis, in addition that. to that, where I think you're right, I think, that, the uh, division has said that tends to be one of the the largest complaints they have is because the the brokerage's name is missing. But then, with the um, if you want to say change or increase in how marketing has been affected over the last you know several years with social media, with new forms of the ability to market online, then what they were. It, a lot of these uh, Facebook or um, online advertisements, then they went, I think they made the addition of saying that it has to be, your, your brokerage has to be available with, when, within one click of an advertisement. If you're unable to get the brokerage name out at the beginning, within one click, they've got, the public has got to be able to, to know which brokerage you are with. And again, it's the whole purpose of it is so that we're not misleading the public. They, they understand exactly who we are with, what who we represent, and so I think it's it's a great um, effort to make sure that we are doing that.
4: The uh, Rob, the uh, the code of ethics was updated. This is now what three years ago. If you look at standard of practice twelve ten, I'll just read just that preface. The, the sentence here. It says, Realtor's obligation Realtor's obligation to present a true picture in their advertising and representations to the public includes internet content, images, and the URLs and domain names they use. So it applies to everything, like you said.
0: Well, and I would take it a step further as well, because it says, in all communications, that you're with the, in the real estate profession, what profession and brokerage and whatnot you're with. And I, one of the things I see constantly, and I think this makes you look like not a professional, it's annoying. Uh, I get texts wanting to see a property or show a property. And I'm like, okay, who are you? Are you an agent? You're a buyer? And they don't even put a name. Like realtors should be putting their name, their brokerage on any text any email. I get offers constantly on listings and it's it has no contact information. It's through dot loop. And I don't even know who it's from. Don't know the agent's name. Don't know their phone number. Don't know their email address. because you respond to a dot loop? And so I think we need to be a professional and let agents know who we are. And yeah, let's, let's make sure we're communicating and clarifying and disclosing who we are and our brokerage in all communications.
4: Matt, I think it goes. I think it goes beyond the code of ethics and what you're talking about. If somebody just sends an offer over through Dot Loop and doesn't even pick up the phone and call you, and tell you that that <laughs> yeah. offer is incoming, I just I don't think it's a good practice. And or send you a blind text. You know, we don't know who it is, if it's spam or what it is. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest things that we run into is just lack of communication, and it's maybe in any lot of different industries, but in the in the realtor community when the spirit of cooperation is the key ingredient to the, the systematic and orderly exchange of real estate. We have 10,000 fiercely competitive realtors along the wash. just in Salt Lake and Davis counties, they need to be communicating well in order to transact business in an orderly and efficient way. So it go, goes above and beyond even what we're talking about in in article 12 and what you said reminded me of that if we had better communication we'd have met much fewer ethics complaints and much fewer problems
0: yes you know the,
2: taking it even <laughs> one step further if you look at article 12 and it's and and like he just read um, the last sentence of the actual article 12 is that all real estate communications are or have been notified that those communications are from a real estate professional. Yeah, That's making the assumption that you're being a real estate professional. And (laughs) and that's the whole point is be professional. And and I take a look back and and again, uh, back when I got into real estate, you were lucky as an agent to be able to have your name on the sign. It was all the company. And, and somewhere along the line, the agent and, and their business and, and everything else took over. But at the end of the day, the brokerages has the legal responsibility for the accuracy of that transaction. And that's what the public needs to be informed of. Be professional. And a lot of times you take a look at agents and, and are they being purposely deceptive on some of the things they write? Are they trying to not uh, include? their brokerage are they trying to not accurately represent a property and and a lot of times it's it's the ego mentality that a lot of our agents have the way i think about it and the way i market it and the way i would be uh better responding to this ad is to put it in my words but if you put it in your words it might not be accurate and again uh, as, as an example what is the least requested floor plan that we have it's probably a split entry. Well, to put a split entry in an ad might cut your calls down. So let's turn it around and say, we're going to call these now raised ramblers with interior staircases. It's it's the same thing, but now you're going to attract a certain amount of people over to a property and immediately see a split entry and question everything else you say. So be professional, be accurate, you know, explain who you're with, um, what what it is you're advertising, and accuracy to the best of your ability to eliminate the confusion, to eliminate the question on your professionalism and truthfulness, and eliminate the need for the um, complaints that the division is faced with every single day.
0: Yes, thanks, Dave, I, I agree. And we need an all of our advertising. <laughs> common i see i saw one yesterday an agent was advertising a home that had no garage and they put a two-car garage i know it's because they wanted people to go see it and just because you want to get people through that's false advertising and and you're not you're doing a misrepresentation which is an ethics violation bedrooms number of bedrooms or as you pointed out the style of the home uh these are all ethics violations of not advertising marketing true advertising on your properties and those are issues that you can be reported on.
5: I was thinking about how wonderful it is that you guys are uh, always organizing these podcasts. I hear from agents all the time. That was interesting. I learned a lot. And so there's an opportunity here to share some of the current issues that we're seeing like this. Uh, Two of them that I'm seeing are the fact that we have the gifts and inducement law that's out there that allows agents to try to induce um, potential clients through their commercial advertising. And we have to really, really avoid, and Curtis, I hope I don't open a can of worms here, but we cannot advertise that we as buyer's agents work for free. I don't know if my audio is coming through or not because I've got the little window, Uh, but we can advertise that we um, provide our services for free. We can specify how we get paid, but we have to make sure that we don't ever do that again in the future. And the gifts and inducement law creates a little bit of confusion there. And you will see, and I see this all the time. I'm trying to correct it. When I see it, agents will advertise that work with me and I'm going to give you a rebate of. Now there's some caveats. There's some other things that have to be um, stipulated at the time you make that uh, inducement. So if you're telling someone you're going to give them something, if they work with you, make sure you have a list of all of the exceptions where you'll not fulfill this obligation. And number two, you need to let them know if they're getting a mortgage to buy a house, they have to check with the lender to see if it's allowed. You cannot advertise that. And then at the closing table saying, oh, sorry, Rob, uh, your lender wouldn't let me give you that $2,500 promise that I made. So um, it's really relevant in today's real estate business.
1: Mike, that's happened so many times where they have offered the inducement or they wanted to give a reduction of their commission get money going back to the buyer. And I, I'm sure all of us have had phone calls from clients as we're representing our agents saying, hey, well, your agent promised me this money back. And, and unfortunately, the buyer's lender did not, their underwriter would not allow it. And so I think that's, that's a great reminder that those types of gifts or inducements are only accessible in that situation if their underwriter allows it. The other part of it, where it kind of stemming off from what Matt was talking about on things that, that where we fail to advertise or disclose, the simple thing, let's just say I'm selling my own property. Well, as a licensed real agent, I have an obligation that I have to disclose owner agent or if I'm doing a property for rent, uh, agent landlord, you know th- th- those two types of um, advertisements—they've got to be disclosed. And if we don't, then that, again, that's another violation that is probably very common.
4: I was just going to say what what uh, Mike was saying earlier, and Dave. Um, s- sometimes we see those ads that say "buy with me for free," um, and that that's just not the case. And unless you're giving all of your commission back or hundred percent rebate if the lender approves that. But to say buy with me for free is something we need to get away from. And I occasionally see, that. I don't see it a lot, but I occasionally see that. And if you're listening to the podcast and you're thinking of doing an ad that you want to get leads or, or share some sort of ad with your SOI that says something to the effect that if you represent that or you as an agent represent that client on a purchase of a home um, and it's for free, That's not really the case, because the listing brokerage is still compensating you, assuming it's listed across the MLS. So just be careful on how you think through those advertisements. Yes, thank you. Steve?
3: Uh, I think um, one other issue that has been going on for years that really maybe just drives me nuts is, Other is other agents outside your own brokerage that will advertise your listing without your permission or your client's permission to advertise, especially on a national platform where I actually went to upload my listing on the national platform. And it was, it wouldn't allow me because it said it was already up there. And as I looked it up, some other agent had it listed. I was I was like, what? Are you kidding me? You, they allow this and without permission, it, 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 whether it falls under one of these uh, standards of practice or is just good uh, efficacy in our real estate profession, it's always best to uh, have a discussion at least and talk to um, the listing agent, you know, because the seller may not want it up there and advertise and they didn't get permission for it, which I know that's against the code of ethics.
0: Yeah, thanks, Steve. I mean, that's a big deal because there are definitely clients, sellers that don't want their home to be advertised or advertised by everyone or be on certain platforms. Um, I have clients that will say, hey, I do not want my listing advertised on this one. And uh, you can do your best, but yeah, they have to get permission and it's an ethics violation to, to advertise there. So thanks for uh, making sure of that. Communication is huge. We need to be fair to all parties. We need to be fair in in our marketing and our advertising and not try and mislead. You know, I think if we are honest in all our dealings, I think we can avoid a lot of heartache on both ends of having upset clients, getting in trouble with the board, getting in trouble with the division. And we want that. We want our agents to be successful, all the members to be successful and, and have a, a good perception of what realtors do because you know what we we're we're blessed to be able to help so many people and the biggest transaction of their life and, and be able to have the dream of homeownership, which is huge. And that I think we can help it be a smooth transaction where it's an enjoyable one versus man. I felt like someone was trying to cheat or deceive or mislead me. And I think we can help change the perception of realtors by just following these code of ethics and being honest in all our dealings. Right guys.
2: Absolutely. And one one final thing, if you are working with an agent and and you are questioning whether or not their perception of what they are doing is across the line or not. You know, it it's it's our duty as realtors to bring that to the attention of the appropriate regulatory pro standards committee or whatever. And let's help them define that line, because if if they're working over the line, First of all, I think they're working too close to the line if if there's even a question. But it's going to continue. And, and the next time you're you're possibly not going to want to do business with them because it was a struggle. Let's let's educate everybody so we we know what is um, allowed, what is not allowed, what is sketch, what is perceived as, you know, and and fix the problem when you see it. Don't just well, I'll never do business with him again, because you will. And it's gonna be unpleasant then as well, unless we fix the problem. So it's our duty as real estate professionals, again, if we see somebody over the line, let's fix it.
0: uh, Matt,
4: Can I ask or mention one thing here? And Dave, continue with that thought. I, I, from time to time, we'll hear somebody or a, a member say, well, such and such is happening. And you've all mentioned things that sometimes you get frustrated with that you see out there. And I, from time to time, see a member, or a realtor say, well, the board's not doing anything about it. Well, let me, let me just set the record clear on that right now. I've been in this real estate industry and in, in the associations at the UAR and the Salt Lake board for 18 years. And every month, our grievance committee meets to go over these these alleged violations of the code of ethics and I have never seen one. Not thought thought through carefully and analyzed every single one is carefully reviewed vetted and if there's a complaint that's warranted. Um, then it is forwarded to an ethics hearing panel, so I, 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 I take issue a little bit with someone who says the board doesn't do anything now having said that we need a complaint. We need somebody to file a complaint. If you see something that isn't right, send it in to the board, whether it's with the Utah Association of Realtors, if it's a member outside of the Salt Lake Board or at the Salt Lake Board. And those complaints are dealt with by your peers, brokers and agents who meet once a month and review several cases. And they take a lot of their, their own personal time to do that. So it's taken very seriously at the board. And I want our members to know that, that we are a self-policing industry and the board is an educational institution. Um, We try and make sure our members are educated as best we can, if they're willing to listen to some of these things and read the information that we put out there. Um, But if there's a lot of agents out there that might not hear this stuff. So it's incumbent upon everybody to spread this information and help um, raise the bar for our entire industry. But the board's doing its very best in handling these cases. So um, I want everybody to know and understand that if they see something, please send it in. We want to make sure our industry is better and the board plays a big part in
2: that. And, and Curtis, one, one other thing, uh, and to go along with that. Um, as you said, we're self-policing. The, the Pro Standards and the Grievance Committee are, are not the judge and jury and the, the you know uh, police force and the detectives they truly are more educationally based. Maybe this person, once we heard of the situation, maybe this person didn't know here, let's let them go take a class or something. It's the people that have a complete disregard for the code of ethics that that truly can be fined and punished. But that's not the intent. The intent is to clean up our industry so we can all have an even playing field with which to work and be successful. And, and it's, it's, it does not help any of us in that regard, if it's your little secret that they didn't play right. You just need to bring it in. I I don't like the word complaint form. It's more like a a code of ethics clarification form would be more, you know, let's take this to the pro standards committee and have them take a look at it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe what he's doing is right. But one way or the other, the two of us have a difference of opinion. Let's have a, a, a committee clarify that.
4: Hey, and Dave, on that point, that's such a good point. I want to I want to mention this. I've seen some of the finest realtors have a complaint filed against them. Mm -hmm. Um, You do business. Sometimes somebody isn't going to agree with you, and I love that, Dave. Sometimes we just need to clarify something. We need to talk about it, resolve a complaint. It's not the end of the world if you've had a complaint filed against you. It's an opportunity. To perhaps learn something you didn't know, and I've seen over the years some of the out most the, the most outstanding realtors have complaints, and so that that happens, um, and it's not necessarily a, a bad thing, because if we look at it as a as a chance to improve and maybe get a little bit of education um, and clarify something, I think everybody wins on that.
3: So one of the things that um, that I really enjoy about um, being part of this organization is the networking that we get to do with such great brokers like yourselves that we have on here. And I appreciate Dave's um, comment that um, we are a self policing industry. We have to clean up our own act. And to Curtis's point on raising the bar, one of the things that I have found is being able to communicate broker to broker about something that one of our agents may have done or and being able to have a, reasonable conversation and just to be able to say hey this happened this is going on and being able to say you know what we're going to correct that i appreciate you bringing it to my attention and then getting that handled and taken care of i appreciate having relationships with you amazing brokers that are on here that i know of and respect and would hope that you would come to me too if it was one of my agents and and then we act on it i agree that it's the the agent that has no regard for our code of ethics is the ones that, that I think, um, move forward with uh, the professional standards and grievance committee stuff like that. Steve, I'd, I'd like to add a there. little
5: bit to that, if I may.
0: Okay, we'll give you I, a little bit of time before
5: we wrap up, Mike. I, I um, that was a great point, and I, I love that. And I know when you join the board and you, when you sign the agreement saying that I will abide by the code of ethics, it does create an obligation like Dave said, uh, that you're obligated to uh, use the, our standard of practice and uh, sorry, our, uh, uh, our grievance committee and um, our system to file a complaint when necessary. And uh, when you said that, Steve, it reminded me of some of the instances I hear in my code of ethics classes where I'll bring up issues and one agent might immediately have the reaction of, hey, that's a violation. I am going to file a complaint and you're, you're in trouble for this. But a lot of times agents will question what is going on. They'll ask each other how much experience they have. They'll actually get in there and try to help educate each other and help that person to change what they're doing at the time. And they're also supporting the underlying, I think, belief in the code of ethics by helping each other learn and correcting it immediately. And uh, of course, uh, beyond that, we're talking about the blatant disregard for the code of ethics and the things that uh, people do from time to time there's no choice but to file a complaint but if we can help each other learn instead of immediately filing a complaint i think that would help a lot of other agents and make our uh, our general population of
2: great agents even better consider the source also if you go to the pro standards of the grievance committee you're getting people that are trained in the code of ethics to make a decision whether or not a, a an infraction has occurred i see many Uh, online social media chat groups among our members where everyone has an opinion and nobody has the experience to make that opinion and they're giving bad information and it scares me to death Um, take it to somebody who actually can make that decision and is trained and knowledgeable in it don't just ask the guy on the corner
0: yeah no that's great thanks for that dave curtis i had Two last things I want to ask. One, where would one go that's not aware of? How do they make a complaint?
4: Well, you can go to slrealtors.com and under the professional standards tab, there's a simple complaint form. You can always just call the board as well and ask for Holly, who's our um, professional standards administrator. And she's so kind and respectful and and will be be very helpful with with, uh, doing that process. Very simple.
0: Okay, thanks. And then I wanted people to have that, but I I would say before that, and I think you've all alluded to that, is let's teach, learn, educate each other. You know, let's not, let's report clear violations, people that are looking like they're intentionally doing things or repeating doing things, but let's first look to educate, teach, and help uh we are a policing industry and as you all said you know when we work with an agent let's educate and help them and if they if it's clear that they're like i don't care and they have blatant disregard for what uh code of ethics and rules then report them but you know let's let's first try to help and teach and educate our one another because we're in this together and we want to have good relationships and and working in this together. So you guys are all true professionals. I'm, I'm honored, appreciative to be able to work with each one of you guys have great insight. You guys teach me a lot and we're all lucky that uh, the members are lucky to have the insight from each one of you. So thank you for being on this guys. That will wrap up our discussion for this episode. A reminder that if you have any comments or show topics, you would like our town to discuss, you can reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, or by email. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you all next time.